I'm Mel. And I'm Tosh. And welcome to another episode of Mahogany Momology, an online dialogue pertaining to the concerns and carefree parenting of Black motherhood. And this week, our mahogany mom is Kay Richard. She's actually one of the only, in fact, probably the only Black woman-owned trucking school in Texas called On Track Trucking Driving School, LLC. Congrats, sis. And that that school, if you are interested, is based in Arlington, Texas. It's all right. Yes, girlfriend. Right down the streets off of I-30. Yes, ma'am. Well, congrats, sis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Y'all check her out. Give her some love. And this episode is sponsored in part by Hack Electronics. Based in Dallas, they are focused on making STEM learning fun for kids ages 5 and up. From school, weekends, and camps, your kids will see the amazing ways their lives are impacted by STEM. Get 10% discount on their classes by using the word MOMOLOGY at checkout. Please go to www.hackelectronics.com. And now on to our show. So although we are taping this in September, January is Human Trafficking Prevention Month. And although, of course, it's not January, this topic is should be discussed daily as it's due to its importance. Human trafficking involves the use of force, fraud, or coercion to obtain some type of labor or commercial sex acts. Every year, millions of men, women, and children are trafficked worldwide, including right here in the United States. It can happen in any community, and victims can be of any age, race, gender, or nationality. Trackers might use violence, manipulation, or false promises of well-paying jobs or romantic relationships to lure victims into trafficking situations. Language barriers, fear of traffickers, and or fear of law enforcement frequently keep victims from seeking help, making human trafficking a hidden crime. And this information was from Homeland Security. This is a story that needs to be told. And let's get into human trafficking or more more as it relates to us child trafficking. What do you I mean, um so like what are the stats that you found sure. in terms of like is there a difference between I don't even know if it's really being tracked per se, but like child versus adult. They do have that thing? and and they consider human and child trafficking kind of like that hidden I mean, it is, it's becoming popular now or it's becoming more known now, but it is truly a hidden crime. So the statistics might be it's more off. discussed. Yeah. Yeah. The stats of it might be off because of the um, more like the secrecy of it. It's mm-hmm. not, you know. And so some of the, the stats that I'm going to say relates to uh, the United States as well as worldwide. Okay. 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 And so. Just some few stats for you. Although human trafficking is often a hidden crime and accurate statistics are difficult to obtain, researchers estimate that more than 80% of trafficking victims are female. Over 50% of human trafficking victims are children. Okay? Let that sink in. Yes. So 80% are women. And of that 50%, and overall 50% are children. So they are obviously taking young girls mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for, you know, for other, whatever, for whatever. Well, there's a number of reasons. A lot of it is, you know, clearly sexual nature mm-hmm. um, to what I had read was marriage. 
Mm. If you look at other countries or being, uh, I'll use, I guess, if you went from the United States to another country, then it's marriage, it's sex, um, it's state to state, too. I mean, it's not, you know, just taking your kid out the country. I mean, I read one article where they kidnapped, child trafficked one child in California and then moved that child all the way through different states to Florida and try to get the child out of the country to do more trafficking. Yeah. Yeah. Or oh, yeah. Tracks. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, uh, Mind-blowing. Yeah. To go to that, um, another stats is that human traffickers are increasingly um, trafficking pregnant women. So to your point as, you know, trying to get a child. So hmm. they, they, they are really trying to get babies. Mm-hmm. To be sold on the black market, where the profit is divided between the traffickers, the doctors, lawyers, border officials, officials. Excuse me, I hate to say it like that, but border officials. No, I'm with you. Like, you know, um, and others. Everybody's getting paid. Everybody's getting paid. So the mother is usually paid less than what is promised of her. Obviously, right? Of course. Citing the cost of travel and creating false documents, right? A mother might receive as little as a few hundred dollars for her baby. So I look at that two ways. Like, okay, say when a woman gets pregnant, you know, she probably has this understanding like, you know, my current living environment is not uh, conducive to producing um, a nice, stable healthy environment for my child, right? Yes, yeah, so I'm trying to do the best for my child. Right, right. In and their so, own. And so who's to say that it might have the facade as, you know, a quote-unquote adoptive agency, right? Yeah, I can see I can see it. Some people may, may sit here and listen and go, there's no way I'm giving up my kid. Well, no. Some no, people yeah. will say, I mean, I'm not saying that. Yeah. But. But if you say, okay, well, or even say you, if you are a pregnant woman and you want to give it to a family member, right? Not knowing that the family member exactly. is in that kind of business, you know, you, you're just thinking, okay, my child is going to be safe because one, it's it's in the family. Yes. And I was actually going to even add to that too, because some of it is where people, you get targeted, mm-hmm. but they see a pregnant woman. Sure. Who is um, probably not able to, you know, financially or what have you in their eyes, um, care for the child. And they start making friendships, becoming trying to become closer to this woman. So they can say, hey, how about I help take care of the baby? Mm-hmm. Let me help take care of you and the baby. Another situation I'm thinking about... Um I don't know. You know what? I'm not even going to spread lies. I was going to say there was a situation in Chicago where a young woman was pregnant and she went to one of these consignment events. Uh uh And... she was meeting up someone, so kind of a kind of a Craigslist situation, like oh, you know, okay. you want to meet up for some more baby, more baby items or whatever. And she and you know, they they killed her, they killed her what? at that meetup. Can't remember if they did like try to take the baby out. It wouldn't you know surprise I mean? me. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't surprise me. And like in terms of as preparing for this, um, this podcast, this episode. I was reading through quite different scenarios, scenarios sure. of how it can happen. And again, it's 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 finding ways of where you're at your vulnerable mm-hmm. spot where you wouldn't think of it, right? Like and a pregnant you, woman is in a at public her most, in a public setting, so to speak. Yeah, because they can follow you home. 
But she, you know, and pregnant women are the most vulnerable women, mm-hmm. no matter how many kids you have. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. So, so here's some more stats. According to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, as of 2015, 2015, excuse me, uh, they reported an increase as much as 846% from 2010 to 2015 in reports of suspected child sex trafficking. An increase the organization has found to be directly correlated to the increased use of the internet to sell children for sex, quote unquote, right? And that's according to the testimony of, um, uh, excuse me if I don't say her name right, uh, Yoda. Soros, and she's the senior vice president and general counsel of the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. She did do um, testimony about that. Do you feel like there's an increase because the awareness is there and there's more technology to report? An increase in the number? Yeah, because like that's a, a 846%. It speaks to, and you know, it just, it, it goes to like say, what does that speak to? What is, to your point, yeah, is technology, right. is it the vulnerability of children? Is it um, the lack of, I guess, barriers that the internet provides? You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. parental uh, restrictions or, mm-hmm. or ways children can get around that. Um for them to to be so susceptible. I, yes, you know what I'm saying? I, I agree. Definitely. Yeah, there's just, it's mind-blowing. It is. I was like, oh, when I was doing this, was, the research, I was just like ang- angry and just like, dang, man. So let me, let me. And I'm sorry. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. As it relates to our podcast, of course, we are a podcast for African-American moms. Excuse me. 62% of human trafficking Suspects are African American. See, I saw that. I saw that in the stat, and I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to talk about that. We, <laughs> I was kind of angry. I was angry to see that because we're doing it to ourselves, and it don't matter. No, it doesn't matter it, who's doing it. Thank you. It really thank doesn't. You. That's why I was like, well, is it really like thank a stat you. that needs to be said per se? Um, here's I mean, why. Okay. Here's why. Um, some argue, and I'm kind of jumping, some may argue that um, for that, a lot may be attributed to um, prior history of, uh, well, for one, low economic level, okay. um, you know, coming from... and. It, your poverty level, if you have a past history of substance abuse, if you um, have a past history of just being in that kind of space, that that negative environment. I don't. I hate to say it like that. I hate to say negative. If you're in that kind of environment, no. I so hear then you. you're more susceptible to be targeted. I almost want to connect it back to slavery. I was I was almost about to do that, but then I was like, man, I'm not that good. It can be, but we don't have enough time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we don't have enough time. We don't have enough time. That's gonna be forty percent of victims of human trafficking are African Americans. Fifty two percent of all juvenile prostitution arrests. Wait, forty percent is us? Yes. 
of victims of human trafficking are African-Americans. So going back to my first, yes, the the first statement, the first stat I said as far as African-Americans, 62% of human trafficking suspects, the suspects are African-American, you know, and then 40% of the victims of human trafficking are African-Americans, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Human trafficking victims are typically poor and have a history of exploitation. That's what I was saying. Substance and sexual abuse, learning disabilities, inadequate support systems. I'd rather say that than that than my prior statement. Okay. Some argue that the demand for African-Americans for sexual exploitation is higher than that of other races and the penalties associated with trafficking African-Americans are less severe. Don't act surprised. Don't be surprised. You already know how the criminal justice system is towards us. You know, when I was doing my research, to go back to to your point where it's like, it goes back to slavery, right? How yeah. do we, and so one of the, re, one of the, the statements that I saw, um, it basically, and I'm paraphrasing when I say, it says, Slaves recruit slaves. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. That's, yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I meant by saying that statement. When you get into, um, and I'm going to tread lightly when I say this. No, go ahead when and walk you get in, When you get into, like, um, organized sex work, mm-hmm. right? Who recruits who? Oh yeah, it's someone who it's someone who you trust that comes and recruits you. Yeah, you well, know what I mean. The, yeah, mm-hmm. it's your homegirl or home or your gentleman that you see that you know looks good on the outside. You know, has the clothes, yeah. has the food. You know, is well fed. Blah blah blah. You know, to try to say, hey, you know, it's actually good on this side. And if you are, like you said, in an in- inadequate support system uh, and you're trying to get out, anything looks better. Yes. And then in some cases— But I'm only using the organized sex work as, as an example, not as far as child trafficking. No, it's done the same way too, though. Because you can be lured. So I was like looking at a, an article again. A lot of these articles we're referring to are in our show, will be in our show notes or are in our show notes. Um, there was, uh, I don't even know if I even want to read it, um, the whole the whole article in itself. But it basically talked about how this girl went to a party and she was she was going to the party, she was invited to a party by a friend. She gets to the house. Nobody's like, there's no additional cars. It's she's not seeing a party atmosphere in the outside. She knocks on the door. A person opens the door. She's like, Oh, am I? I was here for the party. Maybe yeah. I had the wrong date. And gentleman's like, Well, no, but you know, starts to make, you know, small talk conversation with her. You, I mean, you drove over here. You would you like to? Come inside. I guess they start chit chatting. Mm-hmm. She does end up going back to her dorm. She was a college student, a freshman or of the sorts. Um, and over a course of period of time, within months, like within less than three months, makes really good friends with this person. Ends up becomes trafficked. Traf- whatever the correct verb is, 
trafficking, human a part of this human trafficking, and then ends up not talking to her parents. And that's the only reason why they end up figuring it out that she had went missing. Because the parents? Yeah, because the parents were like, I all of a sudden, her. I hadn't heard from you in months. It's different with one day, two days, but then all of a sudden, the decrease of interaction the the interaction became became decreased in phone calls and like I said it only took months so you figure you start college like in September yeah the article mentions by December shit stop talking you know how fat like December will be here in like two minutes yeah right we're in September now right yeah, yeah. so to go to I your know. point you can be lured like it's it's it is it is easy to be done, and I think that is why there is such an increase or documented increase, or it's still continuing, mm-hmm. because we have this trusting society, so to speak. Um, what do you mean, trusting society? I think people, like, generally want to trust other people, like, when they meet them. Oh, 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 as an individual. As an individual. Say, that's I what I mean say, by we are tr- not a trusting society. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, one-on-one, like, oh, hey, yeah, you seem cool. Well, yeah. All right, all but, right. But and again, then— But it, here's what you're mentioning. Here, yeah. Here's what you're mentioning. I'm a new college student. You know, I'm away from home. Mm-hmm. Whether that be literally 10 miles or 10,000 miles, you know, I'm, a, I'm out of my house. Yes. I have this freedom. Mm-hmm. I am vulnerable. Yeah. All three of those. And I'm and I'm looking for some kind of safety and security. You know, so um not that you're looking in a negative way, but you know, no. you're just looking yeah. and it's and you're like you get caught in the and game. And you get caught in the game. Mhm. Mhm. So if you're wondering about your child, if they're a college student or maybe just a friend or um, whomever, you're like probably wondering, well, what are like the signs an individual is being trafficked? I feel like that's like not the right way. Being trafficked? It. Trafficked? I don't know. Okay. You, you all know what I mean. Yeah. Um, there's signs of abuse, physical abuse, such as burn marks, bruises, or cuts, unexplained absences from class, less appropriately dressed than before, sexualized behavior, Overly tired in class, withdrawn, depressed, distracted, or checked out. Brags about making or having lots of money. And there was like this whole other high school scandal I heard around this part. That's what was a red flag for somebody. Mm. Um, Yeah. Uh, Displays expensive clothes, accessories, or shoes. And y'all know y'all didn't buy it for them. New tattoos. Tattoos are often used by pimps as a way to brand victims. Um, an older boyfriend or new friend with different with a different lifestyle. Talks about wild parties or invites other students to attend parties. And shows signs of gang affiliation. Mm. Mm. So we'll have those written for you in our show notes. But um, the article where I received this from also talks about um, the different ways, I guess we talked about how vulnerability, like who is 
who's at risk yeah. <laughs> uh, to be um, a part of or to be child trafficking. Um, we definitely have talked about, you know, college, high school students, you know, um, junior high students. I mean, there are high schools. Um, what, what was I reading? Oh, my goodness. Um, nobody wants to really believe this can happen in their community. That's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. It's part of the problem. Um, but yet... A San Diego study showed that 20 unnamed high schools, ain't that many high schools in in San Diego, just want to let y'all know that. Um, A study of 20 unnamed high schools found that 90% of them had confirmed trafficking cases on their campus. In that one city? Yeah, I mean, you know, San Diego ain't that big of a city, but, but let me tell yeah. you, ain't that many high schools in comparison to DFW, yeah, yeah, or New York City. Metro. Look, I can probably name them all, but 20. Tw- first of all, 20 is a large number, period. I don't care what city you're in. 90% had a case. So are we becoming too trusting as parents? Are we just dropping off the kids and just going about our day? Are we not, like, really paying attention when we pick them up? Um, or interacting with them after school? I mean, these are questions that I have. Like, just in general, I'm not trying to victim blame. I ask these questions of myself. Um, You know, like, the sleepovers. Some people don't even do sleepovers anymore. Remember, like, well, I don't know. I feel like back in the day, sleepovers with your family and stuff was, like, the thing to do. Um, And I actually didn't really participate in sleepovers as a kid. Hmm. So sometimes I wonder about that right now you know um so yeah those are right now kind of things that are going through through my mind mm-hmm. um and then as parents do we need to change you know i think one of our episodes we talked about free different types of styles like free range parenting and so i kind of want to go back to your question are we too trusting as parents are we i don't think so i think okay i think we are very hyper aware of the outside um elements that go on you Mm -hmm. know and the fear of the fear of such Um, that's why we we have these topics you know um, traditional parenting versus free-range parenting and the lack of community and not being outside or whatever so I don't you know think that parents are trusting of the outside I just think that technology has become such so big bigger than us really uh, for us to try to catch up with it. Yeah. Because when you think about, you know, before when I, even, I guess, you know, maybe even 10 years ago, there were, you know, phones that kid, that teenagers could hear the ringtone. It was such at, and it was such a low decibel, like certain ages couldn't hear it, but the, the kids could hear it or whatever. Oh, you know yeah, what I'm saying? I heard about that one. And, like I said, technology is changing so rapidly that there are new apps that kids have on their own phone that can block 
anybody from trying to gain access to their information. So as a teenager, you're already vulnerable vulnerable, and you hear, you know, somebody um, mm-hmm. whispering sweet nothings in your ear or <laughs> whispering <laughs> stuff you like to hear. And, you mm-hmm. know, of course you don't want your parents to know about that. Mm-hmm. So boom, I'm setting up this app block. So the technology is just, it just, it's just so far beyond us for us to try to catch up to it. Unless we are equally as savvy, maybe, you know. And that for many parents are not. You know? Unfortunately. Um, and so, it, and one of the resources, one of the references I had, it's a video um, from a nonprofit that's dedicated to preventing child trafficking. Okay. And it is so, it's so good and so emotional. <laughs> it was like, and... <laughs> Um, but it is a great starting point for parents like what and you'll talk about it as well. What can we do for our children to prevent human trafficking? Right. Yes. As well as to spot the signs, too. I mean, once you're in it, you know, um, I had a conversation with a former guest mammologist um, and asked the question of d- does the schools that you work with or been at? Do they know the signs? Like, Mm -hmm. are teachers trained, you know, and come to find out, no. No. Because right now, Mel, we're so focused on active shooter uh, drills. Girl. That's what we're so focused about. (sighs) So when we talk, you know, 60% or 40% African-Americans or, you know, going back to my original stat where it's that hidden crime because we're not, we as parents and teachers and educators, administrators, everybody are not well versed on it. It's a hidden crime because we, you know, we, we feel like we live in a certain area and it's not happening where we are, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of not in my backyard kind of Mm -hmm. mentality when very much so it it actually is right there in your suburban city. Mm -hmm. If not more so, you know, than your inner city. Sometimes it's easier to be done in a small town, you know, or Mm -hmm. the suburbs than it is in the big city. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just to kind of go back to that question, I, as far as trusting of parents, I, I just feel like our technology, we, we cannot keep up. We cannot keep up with it. And so, I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. Um, I saw in a Facebook post, a mom had posted, um, you know, if you have a child um, that has a cell phone, you know, you should have their password. Um and the, to the phone itself, as well as to the password to their social media. Mm-hmm. So you can monitor it as and, a suggestion. And I'm not even trying to um, give it, technology a bad name because... Oh, no. I mean, it's used for good and yeah. worse, but unfortunately, it's also being used for the bad. So... Hence, anything can be used for... You know what I mean? Like, anything. that can be argued for literally anything that we do in the world. Yeah. And, and so the flip side of, you know, having these apps that we can block, we also have technology where we can track. And so we talk about, 
um, in another mom group that I'm in, we talk about um, tracking watches that we can put on our six and seven year olds, you know, like Mm. how we have, you know, a potty trained watch or something like that. Mm -hmm. They have it like that so that we can at least um, track, you know, that they come home safely, right, from school if they're working mm-hmm. home by themselves or if they're outside playing, you know, we we know where they are at all times. And it was also used in a story that I read where a mom had that and she sadly she found out that like her daughter was like pinned under a car for like X number of hours or whatever. Daughter survived, you know, because of that app. So it is for good. It is for good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and I and I piggyback in, in the suggestion of having you know your children's passwords and whatnot. Not that you're trying to evade upon their privacy, but you're there to keep them safe. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's just my thing. Um, you know, what age do you start having conversations about the possibility of being trafficked? Trafficked. You want to talk about that in addition to just safety just in your environment, right? And when do you have that conversation? I'm thinking like, you know, I have that conversation now. My child is, you know, um, yeah, four, you know, at four or five, you want to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, we we teach, and that also, that's probably, yeah, exactly. I was going to say maybe that's household specific, you know, stranger danger and, and all that, but you want to, especially if, to me, you know, say if your child is riding the school bus or anything at any, you know, period of time where um, you cannot visually see them, you know? <laughs> no, very true. Very true. Or anything can happen in those extraneous, you know, times. I feel like a school bus, you know, if you're taking the bus from mm-hmm. your your stop to school, like anything can happen in that short amount of time. Oh, anything, definitely. I mean, things are, like I said, are they're happening at the school grounds itself. Mm-hmm. Um, they're happening in the grocery store. I was reading um, an article where a lady was, susp- actually wasn't even, wasn't even an article, it was a Facebook post. Yes, I was going to say, I was trying to find it. Um, <laughs> well, I think because it's in a particular Facebook group. Oh, okay. I, I know what you're, I think I, if, if I paraphrase, I think I know what you're referring to, but I think it's in a Facebook group. Oh, um, And okay. she's explaining how Dang, that's what she felt blessed for. because she was in, I want to say a Walmart. Yeah. Not that the store matters, um, but she had her child. I don't know the age of the child. It was not a teenager. Teenager it was a little one. Um, and the lady, another another lady, um, was making certain comments like, "Oh, how cute the baby is," and all that. You know, how people do that. Mm-hmm. And she felt a certain type of way. The mother did like about this interaction, and she was like, "Can I hold the baby?" And the woman was like either no or something like, ah, no, it's okay. Like, I don't know you like that type of rapport with them. And um, the lady somehow either picked up the child out of the cart or something and said, say bye-bye to mommy now. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing all this because I don't want the person to feel like I just took their whole personal life like that, but without permission. Um, And... Somehow she was able to get the child back. Like, this kind of happened pretty quick. I'm explaining it slowly for the listener. But the way I can see how it's written, it was done 
very rapidly. Yeah. And the mother looked off into the distance at somewhere in her peripheral vision, could see another gentleman, could see a gentleman in a checkout aisle that didn't have a um, a cashier. Yeah, yeah. And was like, oh, that's odd. And I think she either ended up reporting, she went to a manager and report the whole situation. And it was probably very, you know, true that that couple was about ready to steal the child. OMG. So she stopped it. She she stopped. Yeah. she It was all happening while she was about to check out. Mm-hmm. They're going to snatch her kid up in the store. Mm-mm-mm. Or probably as she went to the car. So she didn't go to her car. She went to go see the manager. Yeah. And then had the police escort her to her car because she was afraid that they were going to follow her to her car. OMG. So we, as we talked back again about vulnerability and what have you, I mean, yes, you do have to be um, vigilant, mm-hmm. but also be aware of what comments are being made. You know, um, one of our old favorite podcasts, um, The Read, when Crystal would say, words mean things. Words mean things. And, you know, I, I, I believe that. Like, you really have to slow down and listen to what someone's saying to you. When that lady said, say bye-bye, bye-bye. to your mommy. I, like, Ex- she wasn't saying, oh, bye-bye. No, she want like, she about to snatch your kid. And I can't even say that's an extreme situation because no, all of that could have happened in a span of 20 seconds. Easy. You know what I mean? You out here, you know, you pulling your cart into the into the thing to pay and you putting your bat your food in on the mm-hmm. on the conveyor belt or whatever and somebody just comes up, hey, oh you're so cute. You know, yeah, make a little small talk. Yeah, yeah, say bye-bye. Whoop. Before you can even say stop. Mm-hmm. What is you doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's not that many security guards or what have you at many of these stores. Not that there should be, but you know, um, these are things to be aware about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That is crazy. Um, and, you know, um, I, I mentioned the schools earlier in terms of, like, you know, who's who's arming themselves with the information about recognizing mm-hmm. the trafficking. Um, hotels are. Hotels as well as barber and um, beauty shops and clubs. And where? Clubs. Clubs, yeah. Yeah, in the restrooms. Like, if you, you know, you look at certain... Um, stalls like bathroom stalls there like there's signs in there with and we we will have the number for you the hotline number yeah um to report um hotels are because a lot of trafficking is actually done in hotels now that i did not know oh yes yes well the act itself mm-hmm. is done in hotels yeah yeah so there's um a little bit between i don't think it's like widely done as much but there's there's like housekeepers and stuff are being trained on what signs to recognize so they can then go to the front desk or sure. call the security to report sure um what's going on and i think too like some barber and beauty shops um are taking also the next steps from what i can tell in in some areas mm-hmm. to say okay you know what keywords could they try to drop to somebody 
Okay. So they can go so they can like certain key phrases so they could see if the person is being um prostitution or trafficking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um I I would say that there's a good aware I think the awareness is getting there in certain industries where sure. it's being targeted. So And we talk about this because I, they also mention like we're recording in the state of Texas and Texas is one of those states that where the child trafficking is is a steady increase. Mm-hmm. We have seen that. Um we're not sure why, maybe maybe just the the sheer size of the state, you know what I mean, and it's a good place to quote unquote hide a kid, you know, or um excuse me. Um, a lot of, I mean, truth be told, a lot of child child trafficking victims are, um, you know, children Come through the border. Yes, from the border, exactly. And so, and the airports too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have an international airport, right? So being able to fly, <laughs> as weird as that sounds, I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. I mean, put a child in a crate. I mean, I know that kind of sounds extreme for trafficking. To get them from one place to another, transportation, yeah, the international airport. I remember, and it's not, I don't know what it was related to, but I don't know if you remember, maybe last year or the year before, there was a gentleman who, um, he was a truck driver, Mm -hmm. and he got caught in San Antonio, I believe. Oh. Um. Was it San Antonio? Anyway, point south. But at any rate, he basically, he was, his day job was, a, he was a rigger, you know, a rig oh, driver. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And um, they ended up catching him because, uh, I don't remember, but anyway, they opened the back of his load and there were hundreds of folks in there. Oh, I think the I think it was Antonio, and I think it was the weight. Oh, was it? Because you know, like certain certain parts of the state of a, of any state, really. Uh, yes, you have to check you have in. to get to go check in, or you drive over the weight station. Yeah, and I don't think he stopped. I think he went over the weight station and kept going. Like he didn't like speed through. No, no, no. But, but he, he was like when he was supposed to. Gotta go. Like you know, it was like a rolling stop type of thing. So yes. he kind of kept going. Yes. Because of his weight, mm. and it wasn't the weight like it was supposed to be reported. Okay. For his truck, when they ran like the license plates or whatever, based upon the logs, mm. and that's how they they were following, and they started following him. I heard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, like I said, so they open it up and there are mm-hmm. like hundreds of hundreds. men, William, women, and children. Mm-hmm. And because of the nature, you know, just being packed, packed tightly and that, you know, there was quite a few illness, you know, illnesses being in there, in that area, whatever. And I'm, I can't even remember if we had any casualties. I cannot remember. But it's one of those things for you to think like, okay, out of all of those kids, you know, mm-hmm. what percentage could have potentially, you know, been as a result of human trafficking? Well, yeah. I consider that whole situation. That, that whole situation is it. I mean, it is. is yeah. It. Yeah. 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 That is. 
smuggling and trafficking, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because smuggling relates to more transportation of it, and the trafficking mm-hmm. is more related to and whatever yeah. half probably half those people are promised, and some of it yeah should very well yes. have been captured promise children, of, promise of freedom, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So just keep your eyes and ears open. Definitely. What would you do? Because I'm thinking, Gosh. I'm like, what would you like do if I saw? Yes. Yes. Like if I thought, like if I was at like we a can coffee sit here and like if hy- I was at a coffee shop, say, we for can sit example. here and hypothesize this, you know, all day. But you know, it it boils down to that fight or flight syndrome. So, like, what would you do? Because obviously, we are here, right? You're right. Um, and I'm gonna put you on the spot. It's more like an open question. Like, what would I do? Like, I know what I would do. Well, actually. now now that I have the number, I know <laughs> yeah. you probably be like, "Girl, come on." Um, <laughs> but now that I have the number, because I thought to myself, "I'm like, what number would I dial?" I think I've made jokes about this before about other things. Like, what number is that? Like, what number do you dial? Well, now that now we've you done know. this research, yes. I'm now gonna save the number. You can I now have it. it. You can te- see, and that's the thing with technology, that's, Jesus. Okay, not for me to be, you know, like, hey, hey boo. you know, with an airship. You don't have to say I nothing. You could just text. And so to answer your question, I would honestly text. Mm-hmm. Um, and in addition to, I'd, I know it sounds weird because especially being on the phone, mm-hmm. I would probably DM the, the, the location I'm at. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm at a coffee shop, I would DM the owner. Like, you know what I mean? DM whomever, the social media. Like, I'm just going to, I don't want, you know, just whatever local coffee shop I'm at. And I'll get on the Facebook page, go into their DM, and be like, hey, I just report what I believe. Like, I would just sit there and tell them, like, and describe the person, all of that. Or copy, paste, whatever I just got done texting. Why not just be make it quick and just go up to the person, like, behind the counter and be like, yo. I mean, in a very nondescript way. I mean, not, you know, some, yo, yo. Or if you are Or if you can write person, a paper, you could write it on paper. I mean, I, uh-huh. I, I would feel that I need to let the owner know because I just would hate for the cops to be just roll up. And, like, the owner's like, what in the world has happened? Yeah. Like, or, like, whoever management oh, the man- is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like yo, I would... But I'd rather, yeah. like, that way they know in case I left or, you know, like, they left. Yeah. That way it's all basis in my eyes recovered. I think if there's a long... If there's, like, a line at the register, I'm not going to go cut the line at the register. You- be like, hey, hey, girl. Like, I don't want it to be... I would totally cut the fucking I, line. Yo, I'm sorry. I, I know. We you're good. Fight. I know. I'm like, yo. <laughs> okay, I'll fight you in order to, like, you know, hopefully save some people, you know? So, well, no, I understand. Yeah. And also, I say that to say, it really it depends on uh, if I have my kids with me or something like that, then, you know, I'm I'm definitely going to take it at a whole different you know, way as yeah, because you don't want to go up to the line and they snatch your kid, right? Well, I will have my kids with me. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just yeah, like, yeah. Um, versus if I'm with by myself or if even with you know a, a friend of mine or something like that. If it was, we'd probably be on some straight like vigilante Charles Bronson kind of shit. <laughs> I we told. I, I'm laughing, but it's not. It's no true laugh matter. But I, 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 I can see that you doing that. Taking license because see, I would be like totally texting, like, okay, so he's wearing this, and then they said this, and then like I would be like, oh, let me record. Yo, what the fuck is you? No, I really would probably be like, yo, what is you doing? And that happened actually. I read an article where somebody was just like, oh, they were 
they had like a coffee shop or something, like some restaurant. Mm-hmm. And the person like they noticed like two guys, and they were making a joke. Like the the gentleman and the child, the gentlemen were making a joke with one another about the child, and the patron heard the joke and was like, "That's odd. Why would you say that?" Mm-hmm. Oh, let me. And I I think what happened was they text the the owner or somebody, and then they came out and got security. Okay. And so that's the reason why I said I would probably text because then I could sit there and just describe everything that's going on for legal purposes. So that way they can really get the person and lock them up. I know. It's the hidden crime because guess, I mean, to expand on that scenario, right? What if the cops did show up and the two gentlemen had a quote-unquote legit excuse you know, to um, eventually, like, just keep the kid, right? Well, not keep the kid. That's not what I want to say. But, like, basically— Like, there was a little—like, they weren't trafficking? Yeah, yeah. You know well, what I mean? I would apologize. That's the reason why I said—I mean, I would apologize. I wouldn't, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd rather apologize. I'm not—I'm not, like, sitting here and doing a, a 911 call to, um, you know, because people are barbecuing. No, but yeah, I wouldn't feel like it's a false claim because of the the information that I'm writing. And if they understood, if they can sit down and understand that, then, you know, I think that's just that's just dialogue. You know, it, I think that I think they would understand. I would hope they would understand. I just stumbled on another statistic. Oh, my gosh. You over there researching. The DFW area uh, recorded the second highest number of child trafficking victims encountered in the United States during Operation Independence Day, the FBI says. And that was of August 7th. Wow. So, y'all, just keep your eyes and ears open. Man. Nine children. Okay. So uh, basically, this is from uh, WFAA, which is our local um, ABC affiliate in the DFW area. And it's just saying that nine children recovered in North Texas during nationwide sex trafficking sting. Yeah. August 7th, 2019, last month. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it just goes to say, like, this isn't just one of those, like, petty kind of crime situations. Like, this is a real epidemic going on. Yeah. And and I, and I would say definitely, you know, it's engage, be engaged with your child as well as take a look at maybe what's going on around you. I think sometimes we get so barreled down focused, but take a few moments to really, like, see what's going on around mm-hmm. you. Um because granted, yes, I mean, a situation like that could very well be innocent, but um, it, it may not end up being something innocent. You might end up, it could be hundreds of people or, yeah. ten, I don't know, just one child anyhow is enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, same. Same. Well, yeah. Like I said, it can happen anywhere. Mm-hmm. And your own schools. Um I mean, I'm sitting here totally, you know, rethinking how my kid goes to the bathroom around public. See, I usually do the family one. Or, I mean, my child, and I'm, you know what? I'm that mom where he's literally going to be like 10 years old and he's following me in the women's bathroom. It is what it is. 
Yeah, and I just never thought if about I'm, it. If I'm with, you know what I mean? If I'm not with, you know, my husband or somebody, because... Yeah, if it's a male, you know, yeah. Yeah, another okay. male figure, a close male figure that I know, you know. But yeah, that's that's what we're going to do. We're going to be 10 in the stall. That's it's just crazy. This is just... And uh, and have a have a conversation with the schools, you know, understand what they're what they're doing. Mhm. What are what are the teachers, you know, is there ways that the teacher and there are um resources out there for trainings for schools and and things like that they can bring in a, a trainer. Um I do like that idea though. What's of, that? Of the schools having the training and the curriculum, that, yeah. which is I actually shocking that they are not trained it's not mandated you know what i mean you're not children are literally with you eight hours a day you know yeah sometimes 10 that should be just as mandated as active shooter (laughs) so i would encourage and in fact it's one of the things that i'm gonna ask of art school Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know um, so we'll put definitely put those resources for people so that way you can help to quote unquote arm your schools with that mm-hmm. if you will gotcha yeah. so yeah um, that was heavy go, yeah <laughs> right. that was heavy. Let, me, let me shake that off, let me shake that off. <laughs> um, as you know as we conclude today's show you know we're kind of talking a little I ended it in terms of being uh, kind of like your child's advocate. This is mm-hmm. a way of being your child's advocate. Sure. Um, you may want to, you know, take some time and reflect upon that. But I um, want you to kind of consider another way of being your child's advocate and uh, check us out as we head over um, to understand diversity and the ins and outs um, and how it plays a part. Um, and joining other families as well in the second annual Families of Color Conference on October 20th in DFW. Um, you can see our show notes. You'll see Tosh and I over there and talking about diversity and um, having a table. And you can hear other families talk about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then before that, um, gosh, next week, um, we will be over in Irving um, at the Omni Mandalay um, at the Motivated Mom Retreat on September 21st in Irving, Texas. I think tickets are still available, so we'll have that link in the show notes as well. For sure. And then, like we mentioned, we will be providing a significant number of resources as well as the hotline text and video um, regarding today's topic as well as um, where you can find out more information We want to continue this conversation through our listener comments, our topics, excuse me, through Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And you can also find us at mahoganymomology at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Tosh. And I'm Mel. And we thank you for listening to Mahogany Momology. Bye-bye.